I don't care how big they are, Junior. They're going to listen to us. Sheriff Justice pointed to the SS Acid Rat. I want to know where the crew of that ship is, and I want to know now. One of the big gumdrops held out its big walking stick with a fancy top and put it behind BT. Gave him a little tap on the rump that caused him to jump forward. Daddy, I think they want us to follow them. Of course, you nitwit. Didn't I just tell them where we wanted to go? They're going to take us to the crew of the SS Acid Rat so we can finally apprehend them and get out of here. He knew he was right in asking for the crew of the Acid Rat, but he didn't like feeling so small among these giant gumdrop beings. He preferred to have his boots on and stand over his crew while they sat at their councils performing tasks he ordered. He also didn't like the fact that none of these beings had said anything to them since they landed. The three followed one guard, with the second behind them. If he didn't know any better, he would feel like he'd broken some law. This was how they made him feel on Brachthanian. It irked him. But no matter how fast he tried to walk, the things just undulated their undersides and scuttled along faster. That also bothered him. The big blobs were going slow because the people following them were so slow. Junior, see if you can look ahead and see how much farther we have to go. Junior leaned forward, shaded his eyes with one hand and squinted. BT slapped the boy with his hat. I can almost see through this one. Look, you can see the door coming up. The boy was right, but they needed to know how far they were going to walk, not where the next door was. Already BT could feel a slight burning in his legs. He wasn't made for walking on strange planet. He was made for chasing criminals on a space cruiser. Stan sighed and ran a hand through his hair. At least the officer finally jogged to the side and looked around the creature in front of them. He came back and said, It looks like there's another room beyond this one, but it's hard to see where they're taking us. The rooms are so large. Justice looked back, and already his ship was getting small, and they still hadn't left the hangar. It was going to be a problem if they had to walk all the way. By the time they finally passed through the second room, his feet felt like they might fall off. Junior, I can't go on. Tell them I need something to ride in. He couldn't even catch his breath. He pulled at his collar and tried to get some air in his uniform, but it didn't help. There wasn't anywhere to sit or catch his breath for just a minute. Didn't these things understand that being smaller than them needed a chance to rest? Hey! Junior yelled. Hey! We, we need a minute for rest. The being in front of them turned around and looked down, but like before, didn't say anything. Junior pointed. Don't point at me, they can see me as weak. A giant gelatinous appendage reached down and picked up BT. Hey, put me down. Put me down. The thing didn't listen. Justice pounded on the thing to try and get it to let go. At first he thought it might feel slimy or wet, but it was solid and quite dry. Two more appendages appeared from the thing, and it picked up Junior and Stan. Junior, what did you do? There was no time to answer. The things kicked it in overdrive and moved far faster than BT would have thought possible. They had bottoms like snails, but moved like a streamlined cruiser blasting through space. In no time, they zipped through rooms and were at the base of a massive staircase. The things deposited BT Justice, Junior, and Stan on the first step and pointed to the top of the stairs. The three of them started up the stairs, but after struggling with the first few, BT had to suffer the indignity of being pushed by his rump to keep going. 
By the time they reached the top, all three of them were exhausted. Sheriff Justice stood at the last step and rested his body and laid on the platform at the top. He needed to catch his breath. His heart couldn't take much more of this. They'd better get to where the crew of the SS Aseret was because if he had to walk much further, he was certain his legs would sh fall off. Junior and his officer friend, Stan, sat on the top step. They were both also out of breath. Stan put his arm on Junior's shoulders. You did great. Just take deep breaths and the feeling will pass. BT Justice didn't like this Stan fellow comforting his son. How was Junior going to grow up and be tough if there was someone by his side babying him? It took years to wean the boy from his mother. He wasn't going to wean the boy away from a fellow officer. He shouldn't have to. Junior, we need to get a good look around. Survey everything. Those criminals should be around here somewhere. Why don't you just go that way? Justice pointed to the right. Stan, you go that way. Justice pointed to the left. I just need a couple of minutes and I'll start looking around too. Let's go. I want to get them and get out of here. Do you think I want to move in? Go! The two got up and slowly meandered off in their respective directions. That was better. If he hadn't said something, they would have just been lying around waiting for the suspects to come to them. Couldn't have that now. Better to be doing something rather than sitting still. Now that he'd caught his breath, BT stood and took the last step. It was just above his waist. He tried to kick one leg up. That didn't work. He tried kicking the other leg up. That worked about as well. Looking at Junior's back, then at Stan's back, he decided he'd figured out the best way to get up the step, but he had to make sure he wasn't seen. He wasn't about to be embarrassed by them watching him. He flopped down on the platform and started kicking his legs. Once most of his body was up, he started to roll until his legs were up. Then he got up on all fours and stood. One of the blobs stood staring at him. The thing's eyes didn't waver, and it didn't say a word. Just stood, staring. BT Justice took off his hat. Hello, I was wondering if you knew where the crew of the SS Acid Rat is presently at. I would like to take them into custody. Something hit him in the brain like he'd had one too many drinks, and then stood up too fast. He wasn't sure if he was dizzy and spinning around, or if it just felt like that. If he could, he would have called out for Junior. Heck, he would have been glad for that Stan fellow to come back. He didn't like this feeling, as he stood in front of this overgrown gumdrop. I apologize. I had to make sure you were similar in construction to the people I previously spoke with. I also needed to make sure you spoke in the same manner they did. Just under the oversized eyes, a patch vibrated. BT figured this must be how it was talking to him. Quite right. Please don't do that again. It's most unpleasant. As I was saying before, I'm Sheriff Buford T. Justice, and I'm here to apprehend the crew of the SS Acid Rat for multiple crimes. The most recent being them towing this planet through my solar system. Now, if you would be so good as to turn them over so I might take them back to stand trial. I don't understand many of your words. Crimes. Trial. What are these concepts? Please explain. The thing stared, waiting for a response. BT cleared his throat. Well, you see, there are things called laws. Please. 
define laws. A law is a rule that people must follow to keep order. They keep people safe, and if someone breaks a law, they are considered criminals. My position is to uphold those laws and bring those criminals to face charges and pay penalty for the laws they have broken. Is what the crew of the other ship did in violation of one of your laws. They did not get permission or clearance to pass through my solar system. Therefore, they violated a law. There are consequences for not obeying the law. Don't you have anything like that here? Your large civilization? Surely you must have some judicial system. We all work together for the common good of all. As a race, we simply are. All have been spawned from me, and in the end, they all come back to me. We have no need of laws, as everyone knows what everyone else is doing. Should one piece fall out of line, others would begin to fall, and the entire civilization would collapse. My point exactly. The crew I'm after has broken laws, defied the normal order of things. They must be brought in to answer for their crimes and prevented from doing something like this again. If the law isn't upheld, chaos would ensue. I saw how ordered things are here on, uh, on, on your planet, in your planet. Surely you can see why I must bring them in. I understand, but how is it they were allowed to break a law in the first place? It seems you sh should have been able to prevent them prior to breaking this law. I cannot be everywhere at once. Why not? I am everywhere, and everyone. You are a most peculiar being. Have you no host that you came from that helps you direct your actions? BT tried to think this one through. He didn't fully understand this being like he thought he might. He thought with a few key words he would be able to convince it what was right and wrong. He needed to come at this from a different direction. I received my orders from the Galactic Central Point Central Office. They help guide what I should do and inform me of laws that need to be enforced. One of those laws was broken by the crew of the SS Acid Rat. Now I must take them back so we can assess their punishment. I am unclear as to punishment and how this relates to making sure they do not commit an error as they have done before. Is it not possible that what we have here is a misunderstanding and they can make corrections to their behavior? Perhaps what they did was unintentional and you have no recourse for taking them anywhere. This thing just didn't get it. You will turn them over. I will not over on the side. Junior stood, talking with another gumdrop that looked just like the one BT spoke to. Not only that, but he also had two other people with him. To the other side, Stan stood talking to yet another. This didn't make any sense at all. How could this thing be in three different places? Were they all the same or just different beings? He thought he was being brought here to speak with the leader of this place, not just some crony. BT turned away from the thing he talked to and started toward Junior. The boy wasn't supposed to be doing any talking. He was supposed to be apprehending. The two people that stood next to him had to be from the SS Acid Rat. If they got a couple, they, the rest couldn't be far behind. As he walked, the ground started to tremble, and he started to lose balance. That didn't frighten him, as he'd been used to unstable decks on ships. What did frighten him was the way everything got dark outside, and brightened once again. That's when everything shook and the world felt like it was about to rip apart, 
He saw the massive pool just under the latticework. Its surface rippled and began to slosh back and forth. You've been listening to Hollow, V&A Shipping, Book 2, written and read by J.R. Murdoch. For more information about this production and its author, visit jrmurdoch.com. There are a lot of ways you can choose to spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me.